Today, our scripture reading is from Romans 8, 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Alright, so I read. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. 27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. I take it again. Verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. 27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Alright, so today we have a preacher from Anabraka, but I want to introduce him properly. I know we also, oh, it's a youth pastor, youth pastor. Reverend Felix Kofi Owusu is a head of Christian education and family life for Calvary Baptist Church. He also doubled up as the youth pastor at Adabraka. And today we have him to preach to us. And it's our prayer that the Lord will speak through him to us. But before Reverend Kofio Wusu come, Felix Kofio that's the phone name. Could you stand to your feet and give the Lord a mighty clap offering? Or just give the Lord a mighty clap offering and add a shout oh offering unto it and praise this God, this help of all time, the I am that I am God, the God of yesterday, today, and forever. Clap your hands and celebrate Him and say, Lord, you are the God. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Oh, Jesus. Shout offering one more time unto Jesus, unto Jesus, unto Jesus, unto Jesus, unto the ancient of days, the I am that I am God, the omnipotent Father, the one who speaks and every other thing becomes silent. This is the God we are talking about. This is the God we have come to today. Let the redeem of the Lord, let the redeem of the Lord. Let the redeem of the Lord bring praise, bring praise, bring praise, bring adoration unto this great God. Let the redeem of the Lord, let the redeemed of the Lord, they that have bread, let everything that has bread, let everything that has bread bring praise, bring adoration unto the ancient of day. We worship you. Oh Jesus, we give you praise. Indeed, our help do not come from abroad. Our help do not come from prophet. Our help do not come from men of God. Our, God. our help come from God, the ancient of days, the maker of heaven and earth. May his name be praised. Hallelujah. 
just bow down your heads with me as we pray. So, Lord Jesus, we've come again just to hear you. And so we ask in the name of Jesus that you will speak to us. We ask, Father, that experiences will bow to your power and your authority. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May all the risks we're going to share, let them not just be mental exercise, oh God. But we ask in the name of Jesus that all the risks that will proceed, even from my mouth today, Lord, may you inspire it and let it bring glory and honor to your name. Father, we ask that as your word come, let healings begin to take place. As your word come, Father, let deliverance begin to take place. As your word come, let chains begin to fall off. As your word come, I ask that you convict anyone who needs to give his or her life to Christ. And we ask, Father, that you start with us and continue and finish with us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So I, I want to salute uh, Senior Pastor Reverend Dr. Fred Digby for the opportunity to bring you the word of God. And I want to salute the men of God, my campus pastor, uh, Reverend Kingsley Kweisi. Please, let's applaud this mighty man of God and in the house, Reverend Sinclair, Reverend Dr. Botte, and the Dickens, uh, Mama J, and everyone. I want to salute you. Pastor Pfizer, you are not left out. God bless you for all the mighty works we are doing in this house. Hallelujah. Today, we are looking at the topic, celebrate the Holy Spirit's help in our infirmities. Celebrate the Holy Spirit's help in our infirmities. That is why I'm so convinced that by the time we finish this service, as anyone that may seem to be weak and has come here frail and has come here in pains and bedding, by the end of this service, the Lord is going to touch you. Hallelujah. You are the reason for this topic today. Amen. And, and the entire year, we've been looking at the fact that we are living by the Spirit. We are living by the Spirit. And we, this quarter, we, 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 we are acknowledging the fact that the Spirit uh, do a lot of things in our lives. And so, therefore, we need to celebrate Him every day of our life. Amen. And, and, and so, that is what we're looking at. And so nobody here can say that the Lord has not done anything for him. And nobody here can say the Lord has not done anything for her. Or the Lord has not touched. The Lord has not been uh, uh, him or with him or her. But the Lord is always with us. Hallelujah. And I know over the weeks, uh, we've already spoken extensively. Men of God have spoken extensively about the person of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that he is the third person of the Godhead. And they've spoken about all the things he's been doing in our life. How he's been helping us. How he's been teaching us. How he's been convicting us. And all there is. I know most of the men of God has already spoken about it. So today we're concentrating about the fact that he helps us in our, with our infirmities. And therefore... We need to bring him praise. Hallelujah. But what does it mean to say we should live by the Spirit or living in the Spirit? It simply means to concede or to willingly let go, allow control, allow the Holy Spirit to take control over your life, to decide what should happen in your life every day of your life. Not that the Holy Spirit will be present on Monday and you relegate him to the background on Tuesday and go for him on Thursday and then and, and be doing that kind of thermometer type of living and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that constantly every day of your life, whether at home, whether at work, whether in the market, whether at school, wherever you're going to find yourself, the Lord is expecting you that you will have some level of fellowship with him. You will allow yourself 
to be directed, to be guided and instructed by the Holy Spirit. And, and if that is true, it, it means that even when I'm wearing my dress in the morning and about to go out, I need to seek the approval of the Holy Spirit. If I'm about to start a business, I need to seek the approval of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the way you, 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 you are responding and you talk to your colleagues and your bosses in the office must be inspired by the Spirit. The way you respond to your wife and you respond to your husband, they all need to be inspired by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And so if what I am about to do will not be endorsed by the Spirit, then probably I am not about to live by the Spirit. And that is what exactly the, the book of Romans is seeking to say. It is a call to decide which or what should rule our life. The book is talking about the fact that there is a spirit. It's talking about the fact that the flesh dimension is also there. But as a believer, every day you are confronted with these two things. And you are confronted with these two decisions to make. And so when you wake up and about to leave the house, you can, by your action, say that the spirits take control. Or by your action, you are saying that the flesh to take control. And whichever of them that you give power to, they will rule and determine what should happen within the day. And that is why Apostle Paul is encouraging us that as believers who have gained victory over sin, who have gained victory over the things of this world, at all times, if we have to choose, we need to choose the Spirit and allow the Spirit to control and rule our life. Hallelujah. And so in every dimension of our life, the Spirit must be at the center of our life. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're saying that to willingly cede full control and power to the Holy Spirit to determine what should happen in your life, it is a call to shun the dictates of the flesh for the Spirit to always rule. It is a call to decide the realm in which you as a believer, you want to operate in in 2021. Hallelujah. Every quarter, every day. And so the Bible in Romans chapter 8 from verse 5 to 8, it says that those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is dead, but the mind controlled by the Spirit and peace, the, the mind controlled by the, by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who control by the sinful nature cannot please God. Cannot please God. And so if in the morning it is the flesh that is in control, there is definitely no way you are going to work, and the work will bring glory and honor to him. Every day. If by morning, that which is controlling your life, or by evening, that which is controlling your life, it will determine the answer you should give to your children, the answer you give to your husband. That is why you will throw him off. That is why you will throw her off. Hallelujah. But I pray that the Lord himself will empower us and grant us grace and change our appetite and change our desire that at all times we will yearn after the Spirit and desire to live by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So can we all shout this prayer after me? Say, oh Lord, oh Lord, help me to empower the Spirit that I may live for you. One more time. Oh Lord, help me to empower the Spirit at all times that I may live for you. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. But what we are talking about today, and the verse under study, talks about prayer. More or less about prayer. And then when you read from verse, the antecedent to that verse, from verse 22 of Romans chapter 8, and from verse 22, it says that we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we, we ourselves, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, also grow inwardly. Hallelujah. Then it comes to verse 26, and then you also say that in the same way, in the same way, to presuppose that from the verse 22, he's talk, talking about the fact that the creation, when God created the word, uh, I mean, it was supposed to be perfect. Then some way, somehow, it got damaged. And so from the time it got damaged until now, the creation has been in some level of turmoil, some level of cal calamity. There's some pain all over. And then that also translated into the believer's life. And so every day of our life is full of challenges, is full of calamity. In fact, when you turn around today, and we all sit here, when you turn around, and you look at each other's face, it, it tells you what is happening in our time. It tells you the situation in which we find ourselves. It tells you the fact that we are suffering, we are groaning, we are in pain, we are, we are, we are helpless, and we are lost, and we are looking forward that one day God will appear and speak to coronavirus, and speak to the situations of our time, and speak to the calamities of our time, that we can be free. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said that from time immemorial, those who have tasted of this Jesus that we are crazy about, and they have tasted him and are living in a well full of evil and suffering, they are always eagerly looking forward that what Christ has started, the redemptive work that Christ has started, he will bring it to completion. Hallelujah. So that we, we have been saved. We are being saved. And we are in a state of sanctification. But we look forward to that day when we will be consummated with our Lord Jesus, when the trumpet will sound and we will meet him face to face. And then he says that, in the same way that the creation is grieving, in the same way that human beings are grieving, believers are grieving, the spirit also groans and grieves in the same manner. And so it seeks to tell us that we are not alone. And so when you think that, oh, this God we are, we are serving is so insensitive, it's not thinking about my need, it's not listening to me, I have come to submit to you that you have a God. You have a spirit who constantly, every day of your life, is working out things for your good. Hallelujah. He has not left you. He has not forgotten that you need a job. He has not forgotten that you need a child. He has not forgotten that you are not married. He has not forgotten that all is not well. He has not forgotten that your, your husband is not treating you well or your wife is not treating you well. He has not forgotten of the pain in the knee. He has not forgotten of the pain in the stomach. That fibroid situation is not like he has forgotten or it's not like he's incapable of handling it. The Spirit of God understands perfectly what we are all going through. And it, that is why he has decided that he will not just groan he will not just look at the pain. He will not just sympathize with us. But what does he do? He will pray with us and pray for us and help us and stand with us that someday, somehow, 
grace will locate us and we shall all be out of our pain. Hallelujah. Can you celebrate this great God, this mighty spirit who has always been there working everything out for your good and I know just by evening, by tomorrow, by the close of the week, by the close of the month and the year, that which you have been looking to God for, the Lord will come through for you. Hallelujah. Praise him. And so when you go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 15, and it says that, For we know, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted, he's been there, in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace, with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. Hallelujah. And, and so you are someone who understands you are not alone and he's been there. And that is what our Lord Jesus is, is speaking about. So the spirit also groans and he, in, in his groaning, he's sympathizing with us and he is also offering prayer unto our Lord Jesus. And he is doing that knowing that we don't have the capacity to be able to pray to assess heaven. We are so weak. We are so infirmed. We are so incapable of entering into the throne room of God without the spirit to get something that will be beneficial to our lives. We don't have that capacity. From day one, the Garden of Eden, we have been dented and we have been weak ever since. But this spirit that is available to us, the life-giving spirit, who is so concerned that every day at work, every day at home, every day at school, you should succeed. He is there with you and he will never leave you, neither will he forsake you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let, oh, let's pray this prayer together. Say, dear Holy Spirit. Oh, dear Holy Spirit. I made be going through pains. I may be going through pains I do not understand, but I will wait for your redemption, for I know you are praying for me. Hallelujah. Oh, can we take it one more time? I said, dear Holy Spirit, I may be going through pains I don't understand, but I will wait for your redemption, for I know you are praying for me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So he said, he helps us in our weakness in the same way. In the same way that we've been looking towards that day that our Lord Jesus will appear and our sufferings will be no more. The Spirit is also with us. Praying and looking forward to that day where we shall be free from all the, the risk that is tormenting our life. And I want to assure you that day shall surely come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Apostle Paul said that from the verse under study, uh, from verse 26, that we are unable to pray because of our weakness. And we do not know what to pray about because of our weakness. And the Holy Spirit offers the right kind of prayer for us. Hallelujah. And the weakness that the Bible is talking about is seeking to say that we have more or less a mental or a, a feebleness in mind or feebleness in body. Or in other words, physically, we are weak. Spiritually, we are weak. Emotionally, we are weak. Hallelujah. And that is why when you go to work and the first thing you did was to run out of the house and when by the time you are coming at 9 p.m., you are so exhausted 
And the first thing or the last thing you want to do is to go to bed. Without saying, Lord, thank you. Without saying, this is bothering the family. Do something about it. You wake up and the following day, you are on your way. Even in that midst, even when you are not able to pray because of your, of your physical limitation, the Spirit of God is always praying for you. Don't you realize that there are things you don't pray for yet you receive? There are things we don't pray for. We don't even know what goes on when we are asleep. And yet still we wake up strong and wake up alive. Someone is not asleep and someone is constantly praying for you. Hallelujah. When you, your, your oximeter reading, which is supposed to be between 95 and 100, and you wake up and it is about, around 30, and you find yourself in the ICU, and you cannot utter anywhere and say, Lord, save me. When your breath is, is, is getting short, and you are taking the vitamin, you are taking all the things, and you cannot wake up because you are so weak, you are so frail. You cannot wake up and say, Lord, deliver me from this virus. Deliver me from the mal malaria. And you cannot utter a word. The Bible says that in those moments, the Spirit of God and Jesus, they are there and they are interceding for you. Hallelujah. In fact, when you look at the verse, the first say that he's interceding. Then the second also says he's interceding. And, and the first one say that he's praying. The meaning say that he's praying for us. But the second interceding means that he beseeches God to ensure that what you need to receive, you receive it. That is what the Lord does for us. Amen. When you are weak physically, you are, you are so infirm, you cannot do anything. You have an advocate who is always praying and interceding on your behalf. Hallelujah. Why? Morally, we don't, we, when God is always faithful, we are sometimes, most of the time, not faithful. But even in our unfaithfulness, when we're supposed to die, then the Spirit will go to the Father and says, on the face of the pink sheet, I can see his blood. I can see her blood. And so therefore I know the law may say it should be stricken dead, but let the Spirit and grace speak for that, my daughter, for I paid for his life. I paid for her life. That is why you can still go and mess up, do the unthinkable thing and still come back to church. Yeah. The things we do in the secret, because we feel nobody is there. He is there and he's still seeing it. And yet, even though those things were supposed to count against us, the Father steps in all the time and intercedes just so that those things will not count against me. That is why probably I could hold a microphone today and be talking to you. Because I am not perfect until our Lord Jesus Christ comes. We will not be perfect. We are all under construction. And God is more fast. We are at lengthy level. Son, I'm at super strike or your husband. No matter the things you have done in the office. No matter the occult, occultic powers you have gone for. No matter the, that dirty ring you have gone for. I am available. When you come, we will speak. We will reason together. And I will reinstate you. Hallelujah. May the Lord take away our frailty. And grant us grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are, we are fallible. The reason why we are not able to pray in accordance to the will of God is because we are fallible and limited to the now. We pray based on the corrupt desires of the flesh. We pray to be saved from things which are meant for our good. 
because we are limited to today and we are limited to the now and we cannot understand what happens in the next day and the next year, we pray, even though the things that are supposed to be a blessing to us, we pray that God deliver us from it because of what we are seeing from the beginning. But Paul says, and the Bible says that today, the sufferings we are encountering today, the turbulence moments we are encountering today, it can never be compared to the glory that lies ahead of us. What you need to do is to just be calm, have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, tarry before the Lord. Remember the Bible said that it is day that wait, day that wait, day that wait, wait in prayer, wait in the word, wait with the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. They that wait, they are the ones who will receive direction. They are the ones who know the mind of God. They that have fellowship with the Spirit, they are the ones who know the mind of God, the intentions of God, and they are the ones who will run away from their problem. They will, they, they will receive strength. And that is why Billy Graham once says that anyone that seems to be ignorant of his word, you don't spend time and you are ignorant of his word, you will definitely be ignorant of his ways. And so if he says pass here, you will not know what he's saying, so you cannot pass there. And you will still be at the same place. But I mean, the Lord have mercy upon us and grant us grace and continue to help us that we can overcome our frailties. We cannot pray aright because we do not know what is best for us. We pray prayers that fascinate men and nonsense God. We pray, in fact, we pray nonsensical prayers, excuse me. We pray like children and we relate like children relate to their, their parents. We just get up and ask anything. Give me the knife. Give me the blade. Give me the this. Give me the not knowing the consequences that comes with that. We behave like that. Amen. But you know, that is why the Holy Spirit is like the quality control officer of your prayers. So before the prayer gets to the Father, it goes to the Holy Spirit. He weighs it and tests it and says, oh, this was meant for his good. And so therefore we will allow it. Oh, this is not supposed to be. What did he say? He's just a complaint prayer. So Lord, this is what she meant. This is what he meant. Do it for him. Do it for her. Our control, quality control officer. But we leave him every day. We don't depend on him every day. So there will be too much salt in your life. There will be too much pain in your life. Because the one who is supposed, who knows the standard and the control, you've not passed your issues through him. But may the Lord himself grant us grace and grant us strength that we can always, always depend on him. Hallelujah. If God should answer all our prayers, some will have been implicated in jail by now. Others who have entered into bad marriages, some would have been dead and gone. And so that is why he says in verse 28, that in all things, all things, pain, sweet, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his name. So some of the things, they are just to help you build capacity. They are just to help you toughen your life. They are just to prepare you for the bigger assignment ahead of you. The pain and the challenges that come, they are not meant to kill you. They are not meant to take your life. Hallelujah. So go with the Holy Spirit and ask him, what are you doing? What am I supposed to do? Which way am I supposed to take? And he will give you the guidance and you will know what you are supposed to do. And so that which is supposed to be a blessing, you don't throw it away. And that, that which is supposed to be a curse, you don't go for it. Because you have gone through the quality control officer of your life. Thus, the most perfect prayer for the believer is to say that not my will, but your will be done. You may not understand. 
You may not know what is going on. But you will come to that point and willingly say, I am a big man. I am a big woman. But where I am, I am at my, my wit's end. And so, Lord, help me. Hallelujah. Can we say this prayer together? I say, dear Holy Spirit, I may be going through pains. I do not understand. But let it be done unto me according to your will. Let's say it one more time. Dear Holy Spirit, I may be going through pains I do not understand. But let it be done unto me according to your will. Hallelujah. So if this is what the Holy Spirit does for us, he helps us. For all the help, for all the instruction and the direction is to live well, not to bring reproach and some embarrassment or disgrace unto our God. Can we finally pray this last prayer and say, Dear Holy Spirit, we may, not be, we may be going through pains and sufferings, but grant us grace that we may live for you. One more time, Dear Holy Spirit, we may be going through pains and sufferings, but grant us grace that we may live for you. Hallelujah. And so when we say, celebrate the Holy Spirit, his help in our infirmities, what we are saying is that consider your incapacities and the capabilities of the Holy Spirit and his works in your life and give him a loving response. Consider your frailties, your weaknesses, your sicknesses, your maladies. Consider all of them, your incapacities and the capabilities of God. The fact that he is omniscient, he is always there, he has power to decide what should happen. Consider how powerful this God is. Consider his capabilities and his works in your life. How he intercedes for you. How he heals your diseases. How he teaches you all truth. Consider all of that and give him a loving response. Hallelujah. Can you just lift up your hands and wave to him and say, begin to bless his name and say, Holy Spirit, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the adoration. You have been gracious unto me. You have been so excellent. So, Father, today I bring you praise. I worship you. I adore you. I celebrate your name. I say, Lord, it is you alone that has been on my side. You have been my help. You have been my everything, my sufficiency. And so this morning, oh God, I bring you praise. Just lift up your voice and celebrate him and say, Father, I worship you, Spirit of the living God. I worship you. I adore you. I magnify your name in the name of Jesus. You have been good unto me. And so, Lord, I celebrate and I adore you. Thank you for answered prayers. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank you for breaking the chains. Thank you for stepping in my business. Thank you for visiting my home. Thank you for touching my marriage. Thank you that from today my life shall not be the same. I speak over your life that every infirmity, every pain every oh God weakness I speak to them to depart in the mighty name of Jesus and no weapon formed against you shall prosper may this God who has brought you this far may he grant you grace and the enablement to live for him throughout 2021 in the name of the Father the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen give God some praise give him praise give him praise and just bow down your heads just bow down your heads as we pray and you have just heard me. And you cannot say the first starting point of our fellowship with the Spirit is to give your life to Him. It's to say, Lord, I am willing to turn from my evil ways and come back to you. 
is to say, Father, deliver me from death. It's to say, Father, I am aware that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, judgment. You do not know the Lord as your Savior. You've never encountered him. You cannot say you are a child of God. In fact, you are not sure where you will go when you die. We want to help you to do that. Just raise your hands wherever you are. As we take the invitational hymn, we invite you. We, we ask that you take stock of your life and make a decision for him today. So choir. invitation is out. Wherever you are, you can just stand right. You don't need to come forward. COVID has made us make some few changes. You can even actually grab your phone and send a message right now that I want to know Jesus. I want to have a fellowship with this Holy Spirit. I want him to make intercession for me. So the preacher will try if it's possible to put a number under. If it's not after the songs, we will. We want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. Today is the last day of January, means we've done one month of 2021. The number is out there. You can just send a simple message. Just write Jesus. If that's all you can write and send as a message, we'll reach out to you. But in this service, even if you are seated, you can start to talk with God. Commune with God. Commune with Him. Because He cares. You can't deal with the issues around you all by yourself. Even those with sophisticated medical systems are failing. The news coming will bother you if there is no spirit making intercession for you. So that's my prayer. Today, as we take the second hymn, you are talking with God right where you are. Say, Lord, come into my heart. You can use the phone to send a message. You can just raise your right hand wherever you are. We'd like to pray with you. Our counselors and follow-up team are here. They will be able to connect with you more deeper. C can we take the second stanza? That's our prayer today that the Lord will breathe on us. If you've already given your life to Jesus, you can pray right where you are, even as we take the last stanza. We're finishing the last stanza. Let's move to the last stanza. I, I want you to think about this. Holy Spirit in your life in season like this. The reason why God would direct the church leadership in times like this, to talk about living by the Spirit, and teaching on the role of the spirit in your life. Will you talk with God? Don't start the marriage without the spirit of God. Don't start the new month tomorrow without the spirit of God. Don't start your week without the spirit of God. 
said, the Holy Spirit, I need you. Even though I may be going through pains, I do not understand. Not my will. Let your will be done. Can you pray that prayer today? When it was so hard for Jesus in Gethsemane. He said, Lord, not what I will, but let your will be done. And three times Paul will pray. Apostle Paul will pray to the Lord. And says, Lord, will you take this infirmity? Will you take this weakness? And the Lord said to him, I am not taking it. But my grace is sufficient for you. So there are things God is not going to take us out. But he's going to grant grace through it. And that's why the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you. We're going to take the last stanza. If you are here, you do not have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. We invite you to take a stand. We invite you to send that text message. You can just say Jesus by a text message or WhatsApp to the 0200 If you already believed in Jesus, you want to be baptized. You can send that, baptized, to this same number. We'll connect with you. Just say baptized. If you want to know Jesus, just type Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, just to this number. And right where you are also, you can raise your right hand. And we would love to pray with you. As we take the last stanza. Let's go. last one I missed was if you want to be a member of the church. Maybe you're a Christian you're coming with your Christian experience you can also stand or raise your hand and we'll help you to be a member of the church or you can just test to this number, membership or member. So Jesus baptized or member will follow up with you and will be able to help you. So there's no reason why today you wouldn't take advantage to be a member of the church, to know Jesus or to be baptized. We make that opportunity for you today. Father, we thank you for your word that has come so powerful to us. The help of the Holy Spirit in our times of infirmity. Father, many of us are hurting and are in pain because of COVID and its implications. We know a friend, we know a sister, we know a colleague, we know a boss who has been infected. We know a doctor. And Father, we've been praying for them. Today, we pray as this powerful word has come from you. Father, we put our trust in your word that the Spirit is making intercession for all our friends, our family members, and our loved ones, our colleagues. The Lord, it will work together for our good. COVID will work for our good. The pain will work for our gain. The test will become a triumph and our mess will turn around into a message from you. Father, we thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.